these readings as we move through this first part of the book of Genesis um, reveal much to us about the love of God which um, he showed in creating humankind and in these first, first moments, these first generations um, of how he acts with humanity. But when we start to read our reading today and it's all about the wickedness of man on earth and how terrible they seem to be, um, then we hear that the Lord regretted having made man on earth. We can wonder where the Lord's love in, is in that, that God would actually regret having created humankind. Um, I think we can quickly react to that word regret that we see here, but there's also there's, there's something of a tension depicted in the heart of God. Now, there's also a limitation to the way that this is kind of God's heart is being demonstrated through our human understanding and through a kind of human story. So I think it's, it's hard to appreciate how the heart of God is actually acting while we depict it in times and even in a, in a much more human way because what we see is really there's this tension between the sinfulness of humanity, that yes, God has made them beautiful with a beautiful purpose in his own image, but then they've gone terribly astray um, and their lives are full of evil and all that. Yes, God has um, this regret for having made them, but he also still has this great love, this connection, um, this commitment to his creation. Um, because if he didn't, he wouldn't really regret having made them. He would just kind of go, okay, that didn't work. I'll just scrap it and move on. We, it says that, yes, the Lord have, having regretted having made man on earth, but his heart was grieved. The, the grief in God's heart at this point shows the love and the connection that he has with humanity such that, yes, he could throw all of humanity out and start again, but he so loves that which he's created that he, he didn't just kind of have an idea to create us one day, but that it was from the overflow of the love in the heart of God that, human, that humanity came forth. And so he's not going to just do away with this work of his hand, the, not just the work of his hands, but the work of his heart because he's invested in it. God loves us so much that he's, he's committed to us, he's connected to us, and even though we've gone astray and we're in horrible sin, as these lines depict, he's connected to us in that, and he can't just abandon us. And so we see that he finds the way forward with Noah. And rather than taking kind of the easier way out of just doing away with all of sinful humanity, he finds a way of, of cleansing humanity but holding on to that beauty of, that's he, that he's created. And while Noah is the only, the only person, or the only he saves his whole family, the only family out of all of humankind that God saves, that can be an image for us of how God wants to purify each of us individually from our sins. That yes, we can look at our lives and think that, oh, there's so many thoughts I have in the day that go astray, um, so many feelings in my heart, um, so many of my actions or habits um, are full of um, anger or greed or selfishness or lust or whatever it is that's afflicting me. Um, but God sees all of that and he's able to kind of pick out the gold in the middle of it. And he, he, he clings to that, that part of us that he loves most, the true part of ourselves. And so the spiritual life is really a purification where God wants to take our true selves, who he's created us to be, um, whom he really, really loves, and to 
peel away those other, the layers of sin and the layers of rubbish that's come on top of that. And so the, the cleansing of the flood is for us an image of baptism. Um, it's an image as well, I like to think of it as the, the narrow door that all of humanity um, has kind of passed through into a new life just through one little family, through one man who was seen to be righteous. Um, <clears throat> the humanity goes into the flood and what comes out is now new and fresh again. And so when we come before the Lord, yes, the Lord calls us to turn away from certain ways of thinking and certain ways of acting. Um, but as we peel away those parts of our lives and, and seek to, to enter, to place our lives in Jesus, as we've done in baptism, but as we do through our discipleship each day, then we can come through the other side of that narrow door with um, our true selves, a, a purity of life, a purity of heart. That's, that's just how God wants us to be. So let's try and claim something of that truth of God's love for us that, that wants to hold to what he has created, not to um, despair that, yes, we sin and God might turn his back on us, but no, trust that God is committed to us and wants to bring us into life. And let's be open to that call of what he might be calling us to strip away so that we can actually be free to walk into that fullness of life with him.